All right, we made it to episode six. We got a good group of guys here tonight. This is Wit speaking. Little Woods Outdoors. We're glad to be here. Uh, the theme music's got our new uh, Apiri today. He's already judging the theme music, so I think we're we're on a good track for the last episode. Brent hit us right in the face. So uh, tonight we got Drew on. Uh, hopefully Drew's audio stays on the whole time. Drew, why don't, why don't you go ahead and just say something for like three seconds so we'll see if it's going to last, all right? Hey, I promise you I'm here. I just did And not. we lost him. <laughs> That's a just big like no. that. All right. So <laughs> that was a good, a good start. That's our internet. That's awesome. All right. Then we got Cole. Cole's here tonight. He's watching four kids, so uh, good luck with that. I'm glad to have you. To go, uh, you know, uh, supporting the, uh, you know, married life and the kid life, which I don't, you know, T-Bird knows a little bit about. Jake's gonna get a whole education about it, but we're here, baby. Uh, Jake, you on the other end there? I think I think I can see you a little bit. Oh yeah. All right, we're getting ready. Uh, Tyler Birchfield finally had him back on. He's been waiting for it. He's in a closet, so he gets good noise reduction. We're <laughs> we about to have a good episode. You already sound better, Tyler. Nice to have you here, brother. Been too Glad long. to be here. Uh, and last but not least, it's the man, the myth, the legend. We ain't even let up with that yet this year, have we? Seth Spate. Straight out of West Hickory Plains. He's there right now in his yes, dojo. Exactly. He's about ready to go. Well, you know, yeah, that's Seth. the only place. Oh, I don't know anything. That's about the only place there is. There is no other place in Arkansas but West Hickory Plains, East Hickory Plains, or the OG Hickory Plains. That's right. That's right. Uh, Where's OG Central? That's original gangster. Yeah, that's the in the city limits. <laughs> Which is 350 yards, give or take. Uh, well, we're glad to have you on here, Seth. I think uh, as a friend, I've. And just kind of giving everybody a little bit of background on Seth. I've, his dad and my dad were great friends. I'm I'm pretty sure Cole's dad knew him way back in the day. He, uh, you know, this is it's pretty awesome to have him on here because he's probably one of the most uh, opinionated people that I know, which is which comes with its perks and its flaws at the same time because he's going to be the friend that tells you that something sucks right off the bat, which. A lot of people need to hear, but at the same time, I mean, there ain't nobody else you can trust as good as Seth. So uh, glad to have you on here, Seth. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the week of hunting in general, um, and then we're going to get him on a couple rants. I think it's going to be basically like Angry Patrick on 100.3 The Edge. Well, well, look, no, just stay away from. Stay away from the following subjects, and you won't get me too fired up. We'll start with sit to gear. Don't get me there, and then short guys out west who backpack deer out over their shoulder. Just those are my two bugaboos. <laughs> that's that's great to know right off the front. Thanks for the heads up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it looks like we got Drew here on the mic now. Drew, you here? Just check I'm here, in. buddy. Right. I'm here. I'm 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 back. I promise. I think uh, I've got it figured out a little bit. Hopefully, not going to guarantee, but I'm here. Good deal. I reserved you a room over at ASU to borrow their internet if you get lined up with them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least they got fiber out there. <laughs> hey, man, Aristotle slaps in Desert. Don't 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 ever doubt it. 
<laughs> well, uh, about that. That's pretty awesome. But no, I I, I think uh, you know, looking back, we had Brent on this week, and and I don't think we really touched on much in terms of hunting. But um, me and Seth were fortunate enough to get to go this morning, and it was a beautiful, beautiful morning. Uh, we just we just can't shoot at all. No, what we not learned at all. Today. Not at all. Um, it was also part of the time that I kind of convinced him to come on. So uh, it was it was a business meeting in itself. So glad to have you on here. And, uh, you know, that those ducks died. They didn't die in vain today. It was for a reason. But, uh, Jake, I know I'm going to ask you what you've been doing, but I already know your answer. It's dog. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been uh, messing with the dog. That's why I was kind of running behind tonight. Uh, my little pup was out there trying to bow up on something in the woods. I don't know what it was, but he didn't like it. And uh, I didn't do any duck hunting. I had some buddies. They've been they've been up in the expedition hole. We uh, went a couple, three weeks ago, and they killed two limits of greenheads out of there. And been on them pretty good. But I haven't. I was going to sit in the deer stand this weekend, and it just didn't happen. You know, as we start to get older, and I and I say older, I'm only thirty, but uh, as we start to get older, it gets real hard to get up in the mornings. I I looked at my phone this morning. I got Seth's location. I I don't know how I talked him into that, and I saw that he was actually driving down the road to come hunt with me this morning. I was like, dang, I got to get up. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you're on your way, Seth. What time do you well, go going this morning? Oh, 4.30. I mean, I'm used to it. I get up 4 a.m. the bulk of the year. I mean, it's uh, it's not, not something that's new, except for it's a lot easier to get up at 4 a.m. when you're actually going to make money and instead of just going to look at blue sky because waterfowl hunting in Arkansas is basically, you can say about it about like you can the country of Afghanistan. It's bombed up and depleted. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, one of the, uh, it's, 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 pretty awful these days i mean i'm i'm, I'm gonna be one of those idiots that always talks about how good it was in the good old days you know it's bad when you can't even drive and you do better hunting than you do when you've got everything you need but i know why we didn't do what we were missing this morning we did not paint our faces yeah we I mean, didn't <laughs> you know i mean we did not i mean I, i've yet to find the value in that i mean rant number are, one here we go it's, it's coming in hot and <laughs> i mean it's just like I've, I've always questioned, I mean, I always wondered, is there something we're missing out on here? Or is it just like we wanted, we're kind of always wanted to wear makeup, but we weren't girls, so we didn't need to because it wasn't socially acceptable. Do we just put it on? I mean, I always, if I was going to wear face paint, I think I would just make like a bullseye on my face, <laughs> you know, and, or make me a sweet mustache with a hand with curly cues on it or, you know, something really cool. I don't want to do something. I mean, if you're going to go, go all in, damn it. I mean, don't be, I mean, don't be an idiot. I mean, just go all in. I mean, commit to it. And I mean, I always want to be one of those guys that wears it like walking in Max Prairie Wings, just walking around like, oh man, look at me. I'm hard. I've been hiding from the big bad duck. And I'm like, dude, Rambo killed like how many terrorists? And I mean, he never wore no face paint. I mean, just, you know, if you're going to go hard, go hard in the paint and wear you a skull sock, quit with the face paint. Is there is there a special kind of paint, or is it just? Yeah, uh... I don't really know. I'm I'm curious. I don't know where these people order it from. I mean, I, I have so many questions about the whole face painting community. 
And I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's like, man, if you're, you know, you've got like $5,000 worth of camo gear on, do you really need a $10 thing of grease paint to put on your face? I mean, you know, you're not going up and snatching somebody from behind with a piano wire here. I mean, you're not, you're not on SEAL Team 6, man. I mean, you're, you're duck hunting. I mean, get over it. Just don't stare straight up in the sky and, or wear a hat. Yeah, wear a hat. I mean, you know, quit trying to look cool. Quit trying to make little designs on your face, like making you trying to look hard. I mean, nobody, everybody knows. Nobody cares. I always think they're, uh, you know, getting ready to catch a pun or something or a kickoff return, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, shoot, man. I mean, it's just like, why? What? What, what is the point? I, I'm just, you know, it's like, I get it. You know, people wear it playing football or baseball. It cuts down the glare, whatever like that. But, I mean... This is, this is, uh, I don't know. It's just like, man, it's like you see these people and they got like, they spent, I call them the cart before the horse crew. They buy the high dollar camo. They go spend a grand on uninsulated waiters and, you know, they just do all this stuff. And then they turn around and it's just like, they got like a Remington 887 shotgun. I'm just like, where, where are you? I mean, why spend the money on the on the look and not the tools? I mean, you know, invest your money in your tools first, and then let the other stuff follow behind it. I mean, if if if, if wearing high dollar crap's your bag, baby, it's your bag. But I'll tell you, on the the, I will give you my one Sitka story, and I'll leave it at that because I know some of y'all probably wear it, and it's quality stuff. I'm not saying it's not, but you know, it doesn't really cater to the to the big boy community like me it's more for the for the slender westy built type crowd but uh you know my one story i was talking to somebody and they're like you just don't understand it's quality gear man it's quality gear i'm like yeah i get it i get it. i'm not saying it's not i'm like but you know you can save yourself some money and go buy you some gore-tex you know some mossy up with gore-tex and you'd be just fine you'd be okay i mean you know you probably save yourself a couple thousand dollars that's just not as good it's not as good i was like do you know who owns sitka and they were like who? I said Gore-Tex. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're getting on Sitka. You told no, I told, I said, I said, I said, no, I said, this you is my on one story. Sitka. I said, this is my one story, and I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. And okay. I, I told him, I said, you know, I said, Gore-Tex owns Sitka. And, and they looked at me like I had a hole in my head. I mean, they just could not believe it. I was like, you know, it's 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 okay to, you know, to go with the OG stuff, man, to wear something that'll, that'll cut you down a little bit. All right, Jake, go ahead. Hey, I, I got something that Sika don't know nothing about, and I got some pajama bottoms that I got from Walmart that I dare you to wear them when it's above about three degrees because I don't know what it's made of, but you are not getting cold in that stuff. I wear it all the time. Oh, dude, yeah, the old, the old I'm talking about the old waffle cone-looking undies from Walmart, man. You wear those things when it's above freezing. They'll burn you down and bag your ashes. I mean, they are absolutely... I mean, it's just like, I mean, you know, like my dad back in the day, I mean, he's rocking the stuff with the trap door on it, man. I mean, he, he, nobody went harder in the paint than old pops. And I mean, he got cold easy too, but he's, uh, you know, I mean, it's just like, where, where did we go wrong on all this stuff? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I, I think social media has ruined a lot of it, but you know, it is what it is. I I think, uh, a big thing you just touched on your pops. I mean, um, we hate, hate to have lost him here recently. And, and he was such a good role model for your life. And, and he was kind of 
he was part of that crowd that you know the good old days you talk about mm. he used to run up and down that cash river constantly i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's uh i mean you know that's uh i mean that was the thing about you know the way dad always was and he you know he told me you know as far as waterfowl hunting went he went him and brent calhoun's dad went up to the boot hill missouri years ago on a I mean, they were used to be pretty big into DU and everything, and they went on this guided hunt up there in southeast Missouri. And they, uh, he told me he saw it then. This was like in 1991, where they just had just grain stockpiled up there. I mean, all these organizations that have all been for the outdoorsmen and all this kind of stuff, they have gone to be about nothing but the money, and they they've really trashed our flyway because I mean, it used to be. There's no reason with the advances we have the modern things we have now that waterfowl hunting in arkansas shouldn't be better than it was 30 years ago it should not have gone the other way and there it's it's all due to people that are doing things they're so it's too much self-serving in it and there's not as much it's not anything for the environment it's not anything for you know it's not anything for the outdoors it's all it's it's the me generation i mean that's what's that's what's trashing it it's absolutely making it terrible but anyhow but let's talk about something positive because i could sit here and i could sit here and sit on this toilet all night all night long <laughs> no i mean and and you know all the negatives in terms of it, I, it and the big thing from today that i think we kind of got from it is uh, you mentioned that the reason we didn't do good was because of the face paint. I'm going to step us back just a little bit, which what you're doing is giving us an excuse for being poor it's shots pure, today. I mean, we were pretty pure, bad shots, but pure sarcasm, yeah. pure sarcasm. But at the same time, I, we had a pretty good, there was quite a few waterfowl in the area. I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, it wasn't like it was um, a lack of ducks. I mean, you had several come in there working, but um that little i want to blame the little thin layer of uh, possibly ice across there might could have been playing a little factor but um it was a beautiful morning lot we had a good south wind um and we did talk a few in so that was a good time and and i enjoyed the heck out of it you know the the minus face paint thing that kind of gives me a good story i wish john was back on here i told you in the blind seth but um i think Basically, my favorite thing that John has ever told me when we were duck hunting is we were sitting in some timber and we were working them. Uh, we were working them okay. And and we're kind of just peeking up at them. I'm like, where are they at, John? And then about that time, he just looks up. And 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 it wasn't like I was asking him to look for them. I mean, it's like, hold on. Wait till they're not right above us. Flare them with your face, etc. Uh about that time, I said, John, you ain't worried about your face shining on them? He said, no, nah, man, I was just hitting them with the mojo. I was just flashing my face. I turned it one side or the other, one side or the other, just like a mojo. We were out there on that public ground. We had John's face as a mojo. So I thought that was hilarious. I, I told Seth about that out there. I said, Seth, start flashing them like John. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I couldn't get over that, the mojo flash, baby. Well, whatever he's doing is working because they beat on them the last couple of days. Yeah, 
he's still young enough that getting up at 1 a.m. stuff is still, that's still gravy to him. So congratulations to him because trust me, when you hit that wall, I'm telling you, you fall off of it big time. I mean, it is just, uh, it's, it's, I just realized that I am too, uh, I'm too old and too obese to be doing that anymore. I'm already at risk of heart disease and I don't need to run it any higher. You don't get up with yeah. them and chase them or what? Yeah. Just getting up that early in the morning going anymore is just, uh, Oh man, I don't know. Four is hard enough. I mean, it's, uh, 1 a.m. That, that's, uh, that, that'll, 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 that'll put you in early grave, but more power to people that can do it. Power to them. The uh, another kind of funny thing that I know you've shared with us, you you did used to chase some of them though. You weren't always this old. Oh no, yeah. I mean that that was that was always the game, man. I mean it was fun. I mean it was fun. You used to look forward to going and you know being in your old fifteen forty two with the twenty five short on it, trying to trying to run and gun with the with the big dogs over on the float road, man. That was always a, that was always quite the quite the experience, and. I mean, it was like, it was almost like survival. Cause you're like, I know I'm in a boat that really doesn't need to be here, <laughs> but so let's try not to get swamped today. I mean, that was, I mean, weekends were awesome. I mean, you, you would see some real, I mean, world-class I'm talking about, I mean, I've been honored to be around some world-class waterfowlers over there. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, uh, I mean, had some, had some, had some, had a couple run-ins back in the day with some some fairly well-known people now. I mean, they, you know, some, you know, you, you kind of, you know, they, they get a little, get a little sideways with you. I mean, they're, they, I love the, the, this is my spot crew. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, sorry about your life, but I mean, you should have got out of bed 10 minutes earlier, bro. Mm-hmm. That, that was always, I mean, public land hunting used to be actually pretty enjoyable. I mean, when people always got along and, you know, you gang up with two or three other groups and you can bang it out and, wear some ducks out and everybody happy and go on their way. But now it's just, everybody's so dang possessive about everything. And I mean, it just goes back to that. I mean, it's like, I'm pretty sure we all learned in kindergarten that it's the right thing to do to share. I mean, you know, not, uh, not, not be, you know, not being, you know, just, just don't be, don't be a dick. I mean, that's about the, I mean, that's about the long and short of it. I mean, just go have fun. And everybody tried to turn it into a competition and, yeah, you know, last time I checked, they don't hand out a Super Bowl trophy for duck hunting. When when do you think that changed? Because I've definitely seen it change over the years as well. When when do you think you really saw that um, kind of develop into what it is now? You know, uh, I'm I'm probably not the best person to ask because I was very fortunate growing up. My dad would never let us go to the river, or do any of that. Um, uh, Seth probably out of all of us would be the best one to ask on that. But I mean, it was probably in my kind of thoughts, it was probably mid two thousands duck commander esque, Huh? Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, it was right in the fad of it, right. When everybody started coming out with that. So it's like my theory on it is it's yeah. The duck commander thing. I mean, in respect to those guys, but people got to understand they're hunting private land and you know, yeah, they wear them out i mean they absolutely trash some ducks now but they are hunting 100 percent private land and it, it all started it, it was all started by the time social media got big um gps is really uh 
GPS has really changed the game on that as far as people being able to just, you know, hole mark and shot chase a whole lot easier. Uh, that changed a lot of it. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it was just, a, it was a popularity thing. I mean, that's really all it is. It's, it's everybody saw it and everybody wanted to do it. And, you know, I think it's helped from a commerce standpoint. I mean, look at all the stuff we have now that we didn't have access to. I mean, you know, good Lord. I mean, I'd have killed for a pair of banded waders when I was 10 years old instead of walking around neoprene, falling on my back, looking like a beached whale out there rolling around in the mud. I mean, that would have been great. But, I mean, it's, uh, you know, that, um, it's, there's, there's several things. I think there's, I don't know. It, it's just, like I said, it's more, it, now it's more about the me generation Everybody just wants to get a picture up or a video and show what they're out there. And that's, and that's cool. I mean, be in the outdoors, but as long as people have respect for it, I don't have a problem with it, but it's, uh, you know, it's just, you have a lot of disrespect now and you have a lot of people that are just, you know, just in it to pull the trigger and it never has been and never should be about that because I mean, you know, about that time, you start having 15 shell limits on WMAs because you got a bunch of jack legs going down there sky busting. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry you want to shoot three boxes of high dollar shot shells on wood ducks flying over. I mean, that, that's 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 your bad, not mine. And I mean, they they kind of crippled people like me who aren't the best shot in the world. You know, 15 shells, like man, they, you hamstringing a brother here. I mean, but anyway, that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Is like the the pile picks was a big thing, you know, social media, everybody wanted to have them big pile picks. And I think some people got in trouble over it too, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Man. with you on that. I, I think it was about that, that time it just blew up. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, those people wouldn't, the only pile, man, the only pile most of them dudes ever seen is a pile of dookie. I mean, they, they, they don't, they don't know what real is. And, they, uh, you know, it's so funny. You get people out there and they're like, oh man, there's 18 of us out here and we killed six greenheads this morning. I'm like, man, that seems like a lot of effort for, uh, for minimal gain. I mean, but you know, Hey, it is what it is to each in their own more power to them. But, uh, that's a lot um, of face paint. Yeah, that is, that is, that's a, that's a lot of Remington 887 shotguns, a lot, maybe a Versamax or two in there. So I'll never, I'll have to tell this People story. I got, a, <laughs> I got, I got a good buddy from Texas. He, he's great. I mean, great friend of mine. And, uh, he came hunting with us and, you know, he was always saying, man, I got to get me one of these semi-automatic shotguns. We took him a few times and he had a blast and we were fortunate to have some good hunts with him. And he, uh, the next year he showed up, he's like, man, Seth, I'm, I'm keeping up with you, bro, keeping up. And I never have been just like, when I was, you know, I always shot a Browning or a Winchester or something like that. He was like, man, I got me a Remington Versamax. I just looked at him. I was like, huh? well, let's see how that works out. And I mean, first volley comes in that morning, he pulls the trigger once and jams. And I just looked over at him, kind of smiled. He said, don't you say an effing word. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I think he went, I think he went and traded. I think he went and tra- took a hit and traded it that afternoon, maybe. But it was, uh, I mean, you know, to each in their own, but still, I'm just like, you know, little research goes a long way. Yeah. They make a heck of a boat paddle. Yeah, they do. They do. I'm almost as good as a Mossberg. Mm. Yeah. I, I was eyeballing that. 
that uh versa max i picked one up and i was like good lord that joker's heavy oh yeah man it's i mean it's basically an 1187 with a little bit different accents on it you ever picked up an 1187 by gosh i mean you gonna have a workout in for you those things it's a heavy i don't guess heavy shotgun I ever picked up in my life but it's all there for sure yeah but i mean it's it I shoot a, a Jaminelli, so I can't say much. <laughs> Man, I bought my wife a little M2 Benelli 20 gauge, and I'm going to tell you, that gun is awesome. I mean, I've never been a big Benelli guy just because I always like a gas gun. I mean, I'm not smart enough. I mean, a lot of times the inertia guns, I mean, it's just uh, they're good, but Man, I I got her that gun. That thing doesn't. I bet it doesn't weigh two pounds. Doesn't feel like any weight. It's like holding a matchstick, and that thing shoots beautiful. I mean, it is so smooth. And I mean, I gotta give some props, Benelli. They got it right with that thing. Yeah, I, I've been up and down on mine, but uh, here lately it's been doing good. I I kind of let it get a little little too nasty, and it it don't act right when it does. I don't care what they say online. Yeah, yeah I'm, well, that's I'm, a, I'm pretty yeah. sure that. That last time you come down here, I guess it was last year, we shot into that group of some odd ducks. But anyways, long story short, I'm pretty sure half the time you didn't even have a shot going off, did you? It was broke down looking for a pin or oh, that, using a rice straw trying to fix it. I couldn't remember what yeah, it was Yeah, the, the, the year before, I was having issues. The firing pin was striking the... the the primer or whatever on the shotgun shell and leaving a mark, but the shell wasn't going off. So I was like, well, I guess these are bad shells. There's, there's half a box of three and a half inch uh, shells over there in Oklahoma one day from where I couldn't figure it out. I get mad and I just jacked that shell out. Well, the next one would fire. I'm like, how am I, how's one of these three every time not working right? Anyway, it just, it came down. It was just dirty, but before I came hunting with y'all, I, I tore it down in about 1,500 pieces, put it back together. I didn't put one of the, the springs in there or whatever it was in the right order. And that first that first uh, round came through, and I just went to pull the trigger, and it was just all the way back no matter what. And, then yeah, I had to do a little field uh, gunsmith action out there with a, with a pitching wedge and some duct tape make it work. <laughs> Yeah, it still turned out to be a pretty good hunt. That was a few years ago. That's two years ago at least. Um, you know, Drew, he, he shoots a Benelli. I, I think the only problem with his Benelli is the shells he's shooting out of it, though. I mean... <laughs> a little rusty. Had to shake the rust off. I swear to y'all, when he shows up and he said, I brought shells, I, I'm like trying to... I'm trying to find another box of shells that i got buried down deep somewhere because he he gets these rusty ones out i'm scared they're just gonna just pop right there beside me or i'm gonna put him on the other end of the blind something like that but, hey they shot pretty straight uh this weekend when we went uh goose hunting we, we ought to talk about that too that was pretty neat experience that you and i got to got to see you know a young kid got to come out there with us uh clint cries young boy and he got to see something that a lot of people pay a lot of money to, uh, to want to see. And, uh, you know, Wick calls it the white spin cycle, but, uh, getting the chance to go out there and watch them geese just fly over the top of you and make so much noise, man. It was a, it was a great experience. Yeah, that, you know, we, we kind of talked on a little bit on that goose hunting earlier in the season about how special it is to get to experience certain things. And I know, 
Seth stepped away for a second. When he gets back, he's probably going to be trashing on us about goose hunting because he don't like it. But uh, the main thing to kind of take from it is this this weekend, we we had a pretty good morning there Saturday. We Friday afternoon, it was kind of a one-day scout kind of situation. I didn't know what it was going to do. It got cold that night. We had ice on the field they were really wanting in. Uh, but we set up right beside it in some panel blinds, which early season when the ground's not frozen and you can't get plumb out there and, and set up to be laid down on it, I don't I don't care to lay down on mud ground. I've done that too many times. I, I'd rather panel blind from the edge. And, and Jacob, I mean, in all honesty, this is one of your kind of hunts. You could just barely push that decoy stick down in the ground. The ground was so solid, so it was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. I don't know nothing about those. It was pretty nice. I The the specs wanted to work us early, but they had been hitting that ice field. Um, I call it an ice field. It had a little bit of ice on that on the little zero grade that we had with a little water, and um, and, and there, just, there was just a little bit of glare off of it or something. that This is my excuse. They flared. It might have been my calling. It might have been my decoys. I don't know what flared them, but they spent a majority of the morning flaring. And but we did scratch out probably. I think we scratched out six or seven specks, and and we did have two very, very, very nice spins of whites. And and if the shooting was a little bit better, Drew, uh, we would have killed a little more. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I talk about the young kid being out there, and it kind of reminds me of myself being with my dad. And, you know, I trade 100 bad hunts just to have one hunt with a kid that gets to take his first bird or take his first deer or, or whatever it may be. That's that's something special that, you know, I like I said, I trade a lot of my just, you know, individual hunts just to get to experience and be a part of. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it was a memorable one for me because, you know, I, like I said, I'd rather see the kids, the future and everything else, you know, just enjoy the outdoors like we do. And, uh, you know, and to get to spend that with his dad was pretty cool. I, did, uh, did they get that bird mounted? I, I seen y'all texting back and forth about getting that, that goose mounted. What was the deal on that? Man, we were harping on his daddy to get that bird mounted. And, you know, it, it's uh, just funny. You know, Clint and my older brother, they were really good friends and still are, I believe. And, uh, you know, we were just giving him a hard time the whole time. You got to get that bird mounted for that boy. You got to get it mounted. And he was he was like, oh, I don't know. Well, maybe I'll think about it and this, that, and the other, you know. But uh, <laughs> we, we were giving him a hard time there on Facebook to get that bird mounted for that kid. Yeah, we were kind of trying to spend some of Clint's money there. I, I hope he listens to this one day, but that was pretty funny. I, I think it all started down there with Mark on the other end. He's like, man, if 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 that was my son, I'd mount that that goose for him. They're like, what kind of goose is it? I'm like, oh, it's a just a juvie snow, but it looks really good. <laughs> I love it. It's got a little gray on it, but that's a pretty bird. I mean, it really was. I mean anything it don't matter how old they are if if they've got good coloration they're not beat up too bad i mean it would probably make a pretty good mount uh i'm i'm planning by the end of the year to have a couple that i'd like to have done because hopefully at some point we have just a little bit of a lodge i got some deer heads to hang up boys all right so 
my thoughts on this are, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, you want to just look at it from a, you know, <laughs> it's not about the trophy. Uh, I mean, I got a hilarious story about this. It's, I got a good friend of mine in Wits. He, uh, he told me one time when he lived in a house in town, uh, he told me, he said, yeah, Seth, one of these days, my dream is to build me a house out in the country. And he's in a deer club down in South Arkansas. And you know how South Arkansas deer are. And he, uh, he said, it's my dream one day to just have a wall full of nothing but medium sized deer heads. And I said, uh, man, that, that's the kind of energy we need to bring to the world today. I was like, it ain't about, it, it, it ain't about the, it ain't about the gross. It's about the, it's about the, about the memory. So, I mean, I, I've always, always told that story and always had a lot of respect for that. I mean, he's just like, I mean, it's not, it's, it's ultimate, not worried about anybody else thinks it's all about what you think. It's like uh, any deer camp over here in my neck of the woods. You walk in there and it's just, you know, pine cone eaters left and right. I mean, but hey, they love it. I, I, I enjoy the stories behind it, you know, yep. anything, you know, you, if you enjoy it and it's your first or, uh, your last, Lord willing, it's not your last, but I mean, it's, it's, it's really is a blast to, to get to take some of those. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I started blaming myself a little bit because what out of our group, I mean, we had a, we had a, a sizable group, nine there, two blinds. And, uh, there was only one of us calling. I think more calling would have helped that day drew a little bit, but, um, at the same time, it was a pretty still day. So um, I, I'll tell you that I only heard one group in that area that was shooting more than us, and and they spend millions of dollars to get ducks in their area. So I ain't real jealous of that. So it was a blast. It was a blast. Oh, yeah, it makes that uh, early wake-up call just a little bit better, I think, you know, and, and, and in the end, even if we wouldn't have killed anything, I think we would have had a lot of fun out there and, got to meet some new people and you know that's uh that that's what it's about i think for me is it's not the fact that you take anything but the fact that you go and and enjoy it and spend time with your buddies your your family and you know and I, that's that's my favorite thing about doors just remember kids don't paint your face <laughs> Damn. Damn. did you uh What's your hunting status in uh, Northwest Arkansas been up to? Man, not a lot. I have, uh, I've been busier this year than I have in a while. Um, I got a small little pine cone eater buck that I shot, um, and a, and a doe duck season has been pretty bad. I think we came down and killed what with maybe 10 a weekend or so ago. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's been pretty quiet. Yeah, I, I seen you went out east uh, the other day. I was wondering if you did any deer hunting or just duck hunting or what. Yeah, just duck hunting. You know, I did, and in a lot of those trips, I got to go once with you. Y'all went, y'all went several times. Five yeah, or we six went times, uh, huh? four or five times. Yeah, I no, think, it was a good time. And I mean, like you guys said, the memories uh, I, that was better than the hunts for sure. You just didn't have me there running that skeet machine. That's what it was. Stepping, Stepping on, it. on it. Stepping on it. You know, Tyler, I, I just want a little breakdown because, you know, me and Seth kind of talk about it every once in a while. Uh, you hang out with my brother, Sam, okay? I, yep. I got a brother that's, that's pretty level, mellow, you know, just average guy. And then I got Sam, okay? 
He's just he's just a goofy rascal, ain't he, Seth? I mean, is there any other way to put it? Oh man, I ain't gonna dog my boy. I mean, he's uh, he's 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 the he's the most chilled out. Doesn't let it get to him. He is. He's, that I have. He does not let anything bother him. He he's he's uh, he's kind of. I don't know. I've always really admired that about him. I mean, I think yeah. we've he's called me on the phone, and I think all. We've said back and forth to each other for the first five minutes of the conversation is, boy. <laughs> I mean, yep. before the conversation exactly ever right. got started. <laughs> I got a story on that. Uh, last time I was down there, I took uh, my dogs up to uh, Wit to get vaccinations and all that stuff while I was down. And uh, I was going to drive my truck, and he's like, I'll just follow you. He's like, no. He said, just – he said – load the dogs up in my truck we'll go down to the little woods animal hospital i said well i said reba don't ride inside the truck very good she's a maniac inside the truck he's like no she'll be all right i'm like no she ain't gonna be all right anyway so i load judo and reba and then we get his dog ann up in the front seat three red three red bones in this truck we don't even get down with its driveway and reba just starts treeing in the back back seat (laughs) i'm like oh my god this is Dude, I was so mad that whole ride. is about a 25-minute ride. Sam's like, oh, she'll be quiet in a minute. I'm like, I don't think she's going to be quiet in a minute. He's like, no, she'll be all right. He's like, he's like you just got to ignore it. or just It just didn't bother me. I, was, I mean, I was mad as can be, and Ruby's just back there. Oh, 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 every breath. Yeah, and that, honestly, that's the good thing about Sam, man. He is even keeled as they come, uh, and and going on these hunting trips with him, it's kind of needed because I'm I'm so just go mode all the time, and I can get up and down pretty quick, especially with turkey hunting. And uh, you know, his energy, he kind of levels you out, and he's kind of that whispering voice in the back saying, "Hey, it's going to be all right. We're go- we're going to get this done. Don't worry." So. He really he's is, he's, he's a great man. He's a great guy to have on a hunting trip because he just keeps it level. I will say this: I have one the best, my favorite Sam thing is talking about turkey hunting. We they finally talked me into going to Mississippi with them opening weekend one time. I went with Sam. I haven't turkey hunted a lot in my life, so I kind of still on training wheels there and. I went with him the first day and we got out there. He, we were trying to locate turkeys and you talk about, it, he's so laid back, but I've never seen, seen someone get more into a hoot owl call than I saw that morning. I mean, he bared down. I mean, all just, I mean, doing him a whole charade out there. It was, it, it was pretty spectacular. That made my whole trip for me. I was like, shoot, I can turn around and go home. I've seen all I need to see. He prides <laughs> himself on that. He needs to get in that calling contest Brent was talking about the other day that in Tennessee. We'll take him up there, get him in that hoot owl contest. I mean, it's it's not just the hoot owl noise he makes. It's it's the act. It's good. It's good. I mean, he's the only one in the duck blind that's going to wake you up first thing in the morning and hit you with a rooster crow with a duck call. You're like, what yeah. in the world? Me, me and him went down to Clarendon one time by ourselves, duck, just the two of us going down there duck hunting and and we were driving, and um, he's he got in the truck with me. We got the boat hooked up, and we were headed down there, and he just looked at me. He said, boy, he said, we're going to Hurley House after this. He said, it's the only reason I got out of bed. I was like, you know it's the only reason I'm up, too. I was like, it ain't about the hunt, baby. It's about the breakfast. Yeah. Uh, he's a good time. I'm, I'm glad that uh, 
you and him became good friends, Tyler, because I enjoy when you come down here. Uh, it's always a blast. Some years we bust on them. Some years the game warden runs you off. Some years it's 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 like this. I mean, uh, we had a weird split there where you know the last couple podcasts we were kind of down in the dumps, weren't killing anything, and then oh my gosh, it got cold again. Look what happened. There's birds back, right? It's it's just awful. It's it's weird. Arkansas weather. Uh, Drew or Seth's already been on his rant about you know everybody up north holding these birds from us, but I mean it, there's there's got to be some kind of explanation unless they all got shot. So yeah, I kind of doubt that. I heard they just got mannequins with face paint on them out there in them rice fields, just wheat fields and cornfields, whatever they got up there, just standing there with face paint. They just, they never see them. They just hit right there and just light on it. They're so vicious up there. They shoot them with a compound bow. They don't even mess with a shotgun. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. Uh, That's so awesome. Man, Seth, I couldn't have thought of a better night to have you on because we didn't have just a great topic, but I knew that uh, topic in itself would be talking to you. So well, I appreciate well, pick, the time. Pick, 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 a, pick another one. Pick another one. I'm I'm game for some game for about another fifteen minutes. I, yeah. I want I want to hear about uh, the CrossFit hunts, you know, that they do out west. You know, where they got to do that high altitude training and all that. I mean, you're not into that. Uh, man, you can look at me and I, the Lord built me to be on flat earth. And I mean, it was a uh, very little change in elevation. I mean, I don't really need to be doing a whole lot of that walking where you can hear your heart beating in your eardrums. I mean, those, those, uh, more power to those guys. But the funny thing is, is it's all for the content and it's all for the, it's, uh, they call it doing it for the gram. And they, uh, I think that's what the kids call it today. And they, like you see these pictures of these guys, they're like throwing like a 55 pound doe over their shoulder. I'm like, well, that works out good for you. Cause I mean, respect to the short Kings out there, but they're like, all these dudes are like five foot five. And I mean, it's just like, uh, it's just like, wow, man. I mean, why? I mean, you're, you're promoting it. Like you're doing all these backcountry DIY LMNOP hunts. And I mean, but you're going to high fence stuff. I mean, everybody knows you are. It's like, dude, everybody knows. Nobody cares. Quit trying to act like you're doing, you're something you're not. That's all I've ever got at with it. I mean, it's just like, they're like, oh man, I've walked back country 12 miles straight up a thousand foot face of just shale rock with my bare feet to kill, to harvest this six point Colombian black tail Cascade Mountains buck. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I just saw a video of you from somewhere else. You were in West Texas last week hunting in a high fence. I'm like, dude, just, just, just stop. I mean, just, just, just stay in your lane, be who you are. I mean, I'd love to have the money to go high fence hunting. I mean, just admit it. Just be who you are. I mean, just, just say, hey, I went and shot this buck in a high fence. Yeah, he's 195 inches and I paid for every bit of it. I'm like, that's cool, man. If that's your bag, baby, carry it. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to uh, free solo a mountain to go kill a, any kind of animal. Absolutely not. Did you ever black buck? I mean, did you go watch that? Did you ever watch that uh, documentary, Free Solo? Good lord, that scared me. I had nightmares. I had nightmares. I was falling off a thousand foot cliff for a week. Oh and, yeah. I mean, it was just like wow. I'm, I mean, people out there are intense, and I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, more power to him, but I mean, the Lord, the Lord made gravity on my side, so he—that's why he made me a big boy. 
think that old boy was up there scouting when he climbed that Yosemite? Uh, I, I highly doubt that. I, I highly doubt you're going to be on a scouting mission on El Cap. But I mean, you know, it's uh, that guy, man. His his motor, his motor hums at a different rhythm than everybody else's. Because I'm just like, man, I don't want to climb up a ten foot ladder without any kind of support. And I mean, you got dudes getting fifteen foot up in Arkansas. This is the culture difference. You got dudes going up and climbing, staying fifteen foot up in a tree and making sure they're harnessed to the tilt. And you got this guy out there. He's just like, man, the hell with a rope. I'm going straight up this 5,000-foot rock face, just my bare feet, baby. I'm like, God, that, you talk about going hard in the paint. That is, uh, that's that's That dude's the Shaquille O'Neal of rock climbing. I mean, I was just mesmerized by that. But I did have nightmares about it. Yeah, he was talking air traffic control. He was so high up on the mm. side of that thing. Mm. I'm like, man, you just – Wow. I mean, you do that with a bottle of chalk and some, uh, I mean, and just nothing but basically you and your skivvies, baby. That's, 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 uh, I mean, you fall, you slip one time. I mean, it's, it's, there ain't no coming back from that. I mean, it's, uh, there's no, there's no more, uh, there's, there's no writing home to mama. I mean, you're, you're headed the other way. But you know a lot know. of you know a lot of times you those guys that do that kind of stuff that you're referring to and I ain't gonna mention no names because I don't know who you're talking about but do you think there's a little bit of play to it maybe a little bit of horse action <sighs> e-bike you know the e-bike's popular now oh yeah 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 I mean you're not you know you don't want to say any names but the one guy the first name rhymes with spam and you know I mean you don't you don't want to you don't want to say any names not not pointing fingers here, but I mean, you know, I mean, Lord knows I don't need to be wearing a cutoff shirt with exposed nips. I mean, it's just not, it's just not the way of the world. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think there's some e-bike going on. I think there's a lot of, Hey, these outfitters are driving these guys out there and saying, Oh, look, there's that elk kill it. I mean, which has always personally been a dream of mine. I'm really gets part of me. It's kind of jealous because I don't have the sponsor dollars or the <laughs> money to go do something like that. I'm like, but don't don't tell us a different story than it's reality. I'm like, yeah, man, I, I had the opportunity to go out with this outfitter, go out with these guides, man. They they took me around, showed me, and there was a there's a there's a six by six bull standing there, and I lit him up like a Christmas tree. I mean, just be who you are. I mean, just be real with it. I mean, don't uh don't don't lie. I mean, you ain't got a lie to kick it. Yeah, if you if you see me up there in the mountains out west, and uh, I'm hunting and I'm taking a picture, there's a helicopter behind the cameraman. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of helicopters, if I ever had to go out there and try to do any kind of hunting, you remember that meme that came out with the uh, with the helicopter picking the person up, and they just kept spinning around and around and around in circles, <laughs> and they were trying to lift them up. Oh yeah, that's me right there in the full bag. I mean, I'm I'm going, I'm I'm headed headed for the big ride, baby. Yeah. Just. Nothing but G forces. <laughs> oh yeah, that and nothing but a cardiac explosion. That's I mean, funny. you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like wow. I mean, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I ever had to go on like a backcountry expedition like that, once things went south, I would be the first one to get eaten. I mean, just cause <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to be the first one that gets that gets taken down. I mean, it's no doubt about it. That's why I just try to stay in my lane. Mm. But I mean, it's a uh, you know about a hundred yard walk to the deer stands. About all I'm good for. I know I I like the uh, the three hundred wind mag where you could drive the ranger right up to them and just yeah. throw them jokers in there, you know. That's right, because I mean I'm out there. To, if I'm going to kill an elk, it's not about telling this great grand story about how I walked in from like that I walked across Wyoming to kill it. No, I'm <laughs> going out there so I can bring it back and eat that thing. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, you think uh, you think that crowd has them uh, uh, five point one or ten point one stickers on there with like an elk head where they walked or oh, like no, a these, half marathon to get they, to? No, it? no, no. These dudes are straight twenty six point two guys, man. I mean, they're 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 going the distance. I mean, they 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 got that song by Cake pumping in the background. You know, going the distance. I mean, they're uh, they're they're they are, baby. Yeah, they. The, I mean, respect to them ones that want to try that, but I mean, my my appetite for death is not uh not that not that deep. Mm. Oh, it's it's cool. You got <laughs> different strokes for different folks. You know, everybody likes to do their different thing. I mean, yeah. now that we're that's, on this western hunting fun. though, in general though, out of all of us here, uh, I think the the experiences that we've had have been pretty slim, uh, just because a all of us are are more waterfowl. Arkansas hunting in general, turkey, duck, deer. Uh, but Seth, just kind of on a on a whim, you ever see yourself going out there trying to shoot some of the those critters like a oh, antelope yeah, yeah. or an elk? What I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you if I ever just have an extra 15 G's clanking around in the bank. Oh yeah, that's definitely be awesome. Just like you go out there, you're like, hey man, I ain't here for a long time. I'm here for a good time and you know, stroke me out there. There he is. Sit him down. Let's pack him out. Let's cut him up, freeze him up, and get me back to Arkansas ASAP. So, I mean, yeah, I'd love to go out there and, you know, as far as the, you know, going a ranch hunt out there or something, that'd be great. But no, I am not trying to go to the Sierra Nevadas to shoot some kind of sheep or something. I mean, there's just, there, there are things that certain people are made for, and I'm not one of those people. Hmm. I would like to go out west and do a mule deer hunt, and uh, also I'd like to go out west with the uh, those guys that run those uh, those hounds for line mountain lions out there. Those dry ground hunters, I think that'd be really fun. That would that's be, a whole that whole would, different thing out there. That's like definitely a dream of mine. See some hounds chase those. I I don't want to walk with them as far as they walk, but no, you got to ride a ho- horse or a mule, and I know I. I'm not real good at that. I'd have to ride on the back of yours, I guess, since you're the saddle up, baby. The horse go. guy. Now, Tyler, you you got any aspirations out there? Anything you're trying to kill out west? That way, on top. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely would like to get out and you know try for an elk or a mule deer, or antelope. I don't I don't even know if I'd like to eat one of those, but I'd like to try to kill one for sure. But again, I, you know, I it's going to be me probably paying or right. trying to do something that's fairly easy because. I'm not big on hiking up and down a mountain either. Yeah, well, did our did our grandpas just go hunt uh, pronghorn out there, or would they go up north, or was that just your grand uh, your grandfather or what? You're, I know they used to go. You're asking something I don't have much info on. I I wish I knew. I mean, if if I thought they were more bird hunting people, but that's mm-hmm. all I knew. Yeah, it might it might have just been a one time thing. I don't remember. I'm going to tell you like this, if we had in Arkansas, if we had the pheasant hunting like they have in the Dakotas and Western Kansas and places like that, I would have two bird dogs and I would never put a pair of waders on again. That's right. And that is my absolute favorite thing in the world to do. I mean, there is nothing more fun than shooting pheasants. I mean, they are, they're, they are a blast to go hunt. I mean, there's, there's, there's no comparison to me. I mean, I don't know. Go ahead. Tyler had a good pheasant hunt up north this year, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I've gone two years in a row to um, South Dakota 
went with a group of 15 or 20 guys. And I mean, like Seth said, there's, there's nothing that compares to that. It's, I think I'd hang my waiters up for the same thing, man. Uh, I think in three days, both, both times we went, we killed right over 140 birds. So it's a blast watching the dogs work and walking and the walking's not the best part, but you know, you get to talk and you kind of get to be loud and have some laughs. So it's a, it's a good time. Well, the the Dakotas, the walking part's not that bad. It's really not too it, bad. It, the, the gradient terrain, we're not talking about stuff where you shatter your femur. I mean, it <laughs> right, is, yeah. This is, this is, this is, I mean, that's, it's, it's a little more Arkansas style feel to it, a little more gentle. And, gentle I mean, there, there's not, yeah, it's a gentle slope. It's made for the Husky boys. And, I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's pretty forgiving. But, I mean, me and dad went up there one time and got caught in a sleet storm. And I think it took him about half the day to unthaw. I mean that was that, that was pretty intense because the wind's a lot more fierce up there than it is here at home. But it's uh, I mean, but still, it's 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 fun watching a bird dog work work pheasants is is one of the that's one of the joys that you can get in the outdoors. I mean, if you don't ever see it, I've never seen it before. It's it's worth the trip just to watch the dogs. What kind of dogs they use up there? Mainly they stick to a certain right. breed, or they use a little bit of everything. I've been uh, several different places and. I've a lot of Britney Spaniels, a lot of Britneys. Um, a lot of, I've the two best ones, in my opinion, that I hunted with were two Griffin pointers. I mean, those were, uh, those wire hair Griffins. Those are, those are pretty awesome dogs. And, uh, then, uh, you know, they're, uh, I mean, I even went with some labs and I mean, a lab will make it, a lab will make a good bird dog. If you, if you work them hard. Yeah, that's that's what the guys that we went with all had. They ran five or six labs the whole time. Yeah, lab is. I mean, a lab's a real. Everybody looks at it as a waterfowl dog, but it's a super versatile dog. I mean, they're yeah. they're pretty uh, pretty gifted. I mean, they really are. But they're. Uh, I mean, some of the better. Been on some good hunts. Been on some pretty good hunts with some with some uh, with some labs. So I mean, it's not uh, it's not real restrictive. You can have about any kind of bird dog and make it work. Do you uh yeah. do you think you're going to be taking your lab next year, Seth? Oh, I'm not going to get that carried away. I mean, it's uh, I think he might go duck hunting with me once or twice, but I mean, he's uh, he's probably not. Sorry, I had to charge my headset, but they're uh, he'll probably go once or twice with me. But I mean, he's he he's he's got a little bit of growing up to do. Hey, real quick on the labs. I mean, I, I follow like hound pedigrees and stuff like that pretty good with, you know, the red bones and all the all the hounds that I am interested in. Uh, do people do that on the labs as far as like finding a good duck dog or I know they do a lot of field trials. What y'all know anything about any of that? Yeah, I mean, it's all been a it's a it's a you know, pedigree is a big part of it, but I'll be honest with you, my my father-in-law had one that he got for free from somebody and with a lab, it's all about exposure. I mean, it's all about how much they're outside, how much they're out running around and they'll learn, they pick up more stuff. I call it on the job than anything. I mean, it's, it's all about exposure with them and they can be the best house dog in the world or they can be the best duck dog in the world. It's just all about the environment that they're exposed to. I mean, he had one of the best dogs I've ever seen in my life. I mean, great pet, well-mannered dog, but, I mean, he would sit still the whole day and 
I mean, Roger told me he fetched duck after duck after duck and go right back and sit down and never move a muscle till it was time to go. Nobody ever taught him nothing. They're either born with it or they're not. I think I agree. I think uh, you know, kind of addressing that in terms of exposure. I mean, you go to think about it, Jake. We got these dogs out of out of Hank June and you know, how much exposure I gave Hank. I mean, I used to get Seth to go ride around with me. We just would look for raccoons to try to get him trained. Do you remember that, Seth, when he was little? Mm-hmm. I mean Oh yeah, definitely. And, and I'd go three or four times a night. I mean, it wasn't like it was uh overnight. He went to a trainer for three months and he knew how to do it. That's just not how it goes. Uh one guy, hopefully we can get on this podcast, kind of talk about training dogs and and give us a little more insight on the labs. Hopefully we can get Mark Wilkes from uh, Frog Bowl Retrievers. He's worked on a couple of our dogs before, and he's a he hunts with us occasionally. He's he's pretty knowledgeable. He does a bunch of that AKC hunting you were referring to. But my kind of opinion in terms of it, like from a veterinarian standpoint, what I see, you can pay for a really, really, really high caliber, full of energy pet that you can't pay for the experiences that you get when you're out there in the woods. I mean, that's kind of just hits exactly what Seth's talking. I mean, if you don't kill ducks where you're at, they ain't going to know how to pick up a duck. I mean, that's just, that's all it goes to. Well, I just didn't, I didn't know if the lab guys are big into like, you know, well, I want to breed my dog or buy a dog out of certain field champion or, you know, I don't know how they do the labs, I guess, you know, the the hounds are night champion, grand night champions. And I mean, I got two scrolls in there for my dogs and, you know, I don't mean they're going to tree coons or whatever game you're, you're pursuing. I just didn't know if the lab side was as, as hardcore about that as the hound side of it. Oh yeah, there's some people out there pretty hardcore about Labradors. I mean, they're, uh, I mean, you can go as broke as you want to buying one, but you can buy the, like Witt said, you can buy the most high dollar genetics to the hilt lab in the world. But if he won't, if he won't fetch ducks, he won't fetch ducks. I mean, right. they're, uh, but I've always liked them because they're such a versatile dog breed. I mean, there, there's so much you can do with them, so much they can, I mean, so much they're capable of you know so much they're more they're capable of and they've always been a pretty gentle species too i mean they're not uh they're a gentle breed i mean they're you know they're always good around young kids and they're, they're not a vicious dog by any means and you're not ever gonna have to worry about them turning on somebody or anything like that i mean the lab's pretty much just a lab as far as personality goes but they're uh but yeah you can it's just all about exposing them i mean the more they hunt the more they go the better they get generally the one thing you can you can go buy five thousand, pay five thousand dollars for for one, but you're rolling the dice because you can shoot a shotgun over its head and it'll ne- you'll never see him again. So, right. I mean, you look up, and all you're gonna see is the bottoms of his paws running away from you. I think the funniest thing from kind of the weekend of Tyler's, and it's not funny to Tyler, but that old dog of his, boy, he was glad to be there, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was amped up. I mean, and he's got it. Don't let me get this wrong. Yellow Lab? No. Yeah, his Yellow Lab got a uh, quarter Chesapeake. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, that morning we went hunting. I'm pretty sure he was the board. He was 
he was the most bored person in the in the blind even though we were all pretty bored it was it was pretty sad but uh tell us a little bit about that story where he he decided to come on down in there a little quick <laughs> yeah he uh that was the first time we've ever i've ever hunted with him out of a pit blind um and we didn't have a box and i was the whole what first 30 minutes to an hour i was trying to get him down in there and uh he finally decided he wanted to come well i wasn't looking when he did and he put his head right in my chest and i went to the other side of the pit blind pretty quick and he knocked over about everything in that pit blind trying to get down in there so uh that's not the first time he's trucked right through me he's got a he's got a lot of a lot of weight behind him but a lot of yeah. motor too sounds like yeah he's he's got an insane motor once he's about three or four he's going to be the best but right now it's hard to contain him he was thank you wit for calling me out on that yeah <laughs> it's just if i'm not the one falling i'm good to make fun of it because like drew's little episode he was in some of them neoprene uh uh waiters there too seth when he he wallered off in there like a whale but mm-hmm. man yeah i hadn't even got a chance to try it really i've been trying to stay on dry ground i'm I'm scared to get wet again when it's cold but uh you know wit brings that up i was we were out there in the steep reservoir probably 22 degrees snow on the ground first thing in the morning fall straight head first in i was out there swimming around couldn't do nothing (laughs) it was bad It was. It made for a good laugh that morning, though. If you want to feel good about it, Drew, pretty good laugh. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely laughed at myself now, and believe it or not, we had probably one of our better hunts we've ever had. I would think, you know, and uh, stuff like that. But it was good. It was a good time. You know, I think out of this episode, the best thing I can say is I'm glad to have had you this whole time, Drew. Yeah, I know what I. It's it's the internet. The thank you. We're gonna we're gonna thank our sponsors, ASU Library, um, here in BB. Um, another thing we might need to thank is uh, Onyx for sharing everybody's spots on the public land, giving everybody the possessive thought, like Seth was talking about. I think that you know I I meant to mention that earlier, but that was a big part of the possessiveness. I mean, I'm the I'm just like everybody else. I look there too, so. Uh, great. I just like all the good thing about that app is it lets you know that you're maybe not where you're not supposed to be. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you can always pull it up and say, I could have sworn I was on the right property. Um, yeah. Unless you're John. Yeah. Hey, mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to leave gotta it, use at it all the time. Yeah, I got to use it all the time with these hounds because they get loose and you're like, well. Fixing to be uh, having to run zero dark 30 with this headlamp through here. Man, I I can't thank you enough for coming on, Seth. Spend an hour with us. I think you probably got some uh, bigger things to do for the rest of the night. Tyler, thanks, oh, yeah. thanks, thanks yeah. again. <laughs> thanks again for making it, dude. I know you're busy with the kid, but uh, we hope to have you about every other episode at least. Jacob, Drew, consistent as always, except, well – today you're consistent drew pretty glad with that and then and we lost cole early i think one of his four kids something happened we're gonna call and check on him in here in a second but uh again thank you to everybody for listening go like our facebook page little woods outdoors um hopefully we're gonna post some pictures of 
of Seth here soon, so everybody knows what he looks like when he's talking about. Oh God, please, please don't. Wait, everybody mm-hmm. needs to know what he looks like when he's talking about this mountain climbing. So yeah, he's I mean, you'll see, you'll dude. see why why the Lord didn't the Lord didn't bless me with that. So, <laughs> I, but but that yeah, that does make it awesome and and good way to end it. Uh, thanks for being on, guys, and and we'll see you on episode seven. Hopefully, you need to get you some sponsors with it. You need to get you need to get so you can start just hammering sponsors before you get off. Uh, what about Prairie? Ag, I thought Prairie. Ag. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's the whole yeah. point. Oh, you're wanting me to sponsor it? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd give a Jacob on that one, but that's uh, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, you can you can throw a shout out to it. Right, uh, shout out to Prairie Ag. They're right outside of Desert. Thank y'all. Everybody have a great night.